0: Welcome everybody to another edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen. I am Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, bringing you all the latest in this weekend's events between Team USA's uh, dominance, the women's team dominance so far in their first three games, uh, going 3-0 and outscoring their opponents 18-2. to uh, Obviously, NHL All-Star Weekend and um, Buffalo Sabres alumni, uh, you know, fan favorite Danny Breer getting promoted to assistant general manager from the Philadelphia Flyers going to be Chuck Fletcher's right-hand guy, uh, you know, and he's been kind of moving up in the ranks with Philadelphia, you know, from the get-go. Um, Breer, you know, was uh, – was it was and still is the president of their ECHL, uh, the Eastern Coast uh, Hockey League team, the uh, Maine Mariners. Uh, served as president for there, served as a bench coach for the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, the AHL team, when uh, they were short coaches due to COVID. Um, has been just moving up the ranks in scouting, uh, player development. I know he worked a lot with uh, I think it was Ryan Ellis and uh, and Hayes when they were uh. When they were injured this season, he was uh, working individually with them on the ice while they were rehabbing. You know, he's been really just kind of hands-on with a lot of things in and around the Flyers organization. Maybe not directly with the Flyers, but again, with player development, scouting. I know he t- uh, took part in scouting all the first-round talent in this last year's NHL draft uh, before making their selection. So, like, this guy is a unbelievable hockey brain. We all remember how dominant he was as a player here in Buffalo. Went on to Philly. And with Philly, he was uh, with Philly he was, um, dominant there too as well. Just I think uh, just under, um, just under a point per game playoff performer for Philadelphia. And the one year they went to the, I want to say they went to the finals. Um, I believe he was, yeah, he led the playoffs in points that year. I think he had like 30, 30 some odd points in like twenty eight games played or twenty something like that. But Guy has been an absolute clutch performer all throughout his clear career. So, and I, he was a finalist too, for the uh, general manager position in Montreal before they went with uh, Kent. Uh, it was a Kent hall or not kind of Kent Hughes. Um, I think that's his name. I'm sorry if I butchered that, but uh, yeah, before they went with him, I know D- Danny Breer was a finalist. Um, and, you know, again, a couple of clicks for Danny. I would love to see, would have loved to see him like come over to Buffalo at some point, but it looks like they're kind of grooming him to eventually maybe be the GM there or, or maybe some upper management position Um, again, you wouldn't, you know, stick, uh, allow him to, I mean, well, I guess they allowed him to interview. I would assume he interviewed for that Montreal position, but I mean, you wouldn't consistently be grooming him the way you are, unless you had big, big plans for Danny Breer. Uh, So again, a couple clicks for him. Congratulations to Danny Breer, you know, fan favorite, favorite of mine, you know, out of the, him and him and Drury. I always wanted Breer back. If I had to pick between the two, I think he was just a better hockey player. Um, granted, neither of them ended up winning a cup after leaving Buffalo, but I always just favored Breer. I thought he was the more productive hockey player. Um, but uh, you know, again, congrats to Danny Breer, you know, new assistant general manager for the Philadelphia Flyers. Good for him. And then let's get right into uh team USA. Um absolutely dominating again this morning, early morning game at uh just after eight o'clock start time against Switzerland. Um, dominated them from start to finish, winning eight-nothing. Uh they had a goalie change, and that goalie like made close to 40 saves, only gave up three goals. Uh after they made that goalie change. I believe it's after the first period. Um they put their put their other go- tender in and I'm unsure of her name, but she made like over 40 saves and only gave up three goals over two periods. US just dominating uh, from start to finish. Um, yeah, but you know, I think they had three players, uh, all with two goals apiece. Hillary Knight being one of them. I know Confer uh, had a goal. Uh, Amanda Kessel had a goal. Just um, absolute dominant performance from uh, Team USA against Switzerland, and again beating Finland to open up the, the round robin five to two, and then they went on to beat uh, the Republic of Russia, um, or Russian uh, Russian uh, Olympic Committee or whatever it's called. Uh, Beat them 5-0, and then today against Switzerland, uh, 8-0. And, of course, Alex Cavallini, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, getting her first Olympics win and shutout with 12 saves. Congratulations to her. A couple clicks for her. Always love to see goalies getting shutouts. Um, Again, Dominique, performance. Would totally expect them to be in that gold medal game against, we would presume Canada, because it's just always them too. Again, I as I stated before, just have them play a seven game series. I think the entertainment value for that would be absolutely electric. Uh, if you're me, I love to see those two teams play each other in a best of seven. Who wouldn't, honestly, if you're a fan of hockey, especially with the rise of women's hockey. Uh, I think a lot more men are getting into it, too, myself included, uh, following the Buttes here in Buffalo. Also, a lot of uh, a lot of former Buttes uh, and one Western New Yorker representing Team USA. Megan Bozik, uh, Danny Cameron Nessie, uh, ha- Haley Shimura, who's a Western New York native. Uh, Nicole Hensley, goaltender, who I believe had the shutout in the second game couple clicks for her. And of course, Savannah Harmon, uh, all former Buttes, uh, and again, one West uh, Western New Yorker, congrats to them representing team USA. You're making everybody here in Buffalo proud. Uh, super excited to see, you know, the rest of this Olympics and obviously see the men's tournament as well, which is, uh, which is, uh, uh you know, soon to come. Um, and of course, uh, we have NHL all-star weekend, Rasmus Rasmus Dallin, uh, making his NHL all-star game debut, uh, did went four for six in shooting accuracy? Uh, on Friday night, was it Friday night? Yes, f- Friday night. Um, went uh four for six, uh, in seventeen point two oh five seconds. Uh, missed two targets. Uh, came in fourth in the shooting accuracy, but good for him. Obviously, it looks like he was having a lot of fun, even though watching it didn't look like any of the players for me were having fun. I think the NHL All-Star Game is just night and day from what it used to be when I was growing up. Always seemed a lot more fun. It seemed the players took it more seriously. Nowadays, it's just like literally watching skate and shoot. It's it's like watching skate and shoot. It's it's terrible. Um, you know, I wish, they w- I wish the players would take it a little bit more seriously or make it worth something. I don't know. Like, you know, if you're not going to go back to East versus West or even North America versus World, which were the good old days, You know, maybe make it, you know, whatever division wins the whole thing. Maybe you get a guaranteed home game, guaranteed game seven home game in playoffs. I don't know. Make it interesting other than a million dollars, you know, split a bunch, split amongst a bunch of millionaires. that they're probably all going to blow on the Vegas Strip that very same night. They're probably just going to blow that money anyway. So uh, I just think you got to make it more worthwhile. Uh, make it worth something so they try harder. And, you know, the only guy that's really trying out there was Claude Giroux, who, you know, ended up with the MVP scoring three goals and assist. And uh, I would expect him to no longer be a Philadelphia Flyer sooner rather than later. I see him being dealt probably before the deadline. Uh, a lot of teams that might be interested, obviously, would be like a team like the Abs, who really are just looking for that one piece to really push him over the edge and make him a, a cup uh, a cup favorite. Anaheim could use more center ice depth. Giroux could also play on the wing. He's very, you know, very versatile in that manner. Uh, and the Leafs and Wild, the Minnesota Wild, those could be wildcard teams too. That might be in on him. Yes, obviously saw the Leafs. Uh, trade assets for uh, Nick Foligno last offseason, or last trade deadline, didn't work, obviously. But, you know, you see that they're willing to make moves to really put themselves over the top. Or maybe, unfortunately, I hope it doesn't happen, the Boston Bruins, because fuck the Bruins hate him uh don't want to see anything c- to come good to come out of the boston ruins organization ever again uh that's just me though um but then Ross stalin obviously uh with a goal and an assist For uh, the Atlantic in the tournament, again, really nice breakaway goal on UC Saros from Nashville. Kind of did like the Charlie Conway came in wide, like a triple D almost, and then tucked it between his five hole and it trickled across the line. Good for him, man. Like I said, like, you know, he's had a lot of ups and downs this year, at least from the critics standpoint. You know, I know he's not the most defensive player, but I've always said we never drafted him. To be a shutdown defenseman you know hopefully that side of his game gets better but he's an offensively minded defenseman he's you know once you put a better team around him and give him more help on the blue line because i don't think Yoki Haru is the answer on his, on the other side i think you're going to find a much more you know reliable 200 foot rasmus dahlin i'm not saying he's gonna be a shutdown defenseman like a victor hedman but you know I could definitely see that part of his game improving when that much pressure to for this team to succeed doesn't rely so much on such a small handful of players. Rasta Staline being one of them who's only 21 years old. So totally expect him at at some point when this team does fully, you know, is ready to compete and contend if that's next year or the following that, that that kid is going to really blossom even more. Again, I get it. He was the first overall pick. He, You know, it shouldn't be taking this long, but this team has been a dumpster fire since before he was even drafted. So I'm not too worried about it yet, at least not until we have the team uh, that's built around him uh, before I'm going to really start to be extremely critical of Rasmus Dahlin. But, you know, we'll see. Um, And obviously... uh, NFL Pro Bowl was today. I watched a little bit of that. It was absolutely terrible as well. It was like they're playing touch football out there. Absolutely dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. I I, I was at a bar with a buddy of mine, just catching up a guy I haven't seen in a while, and we were watching it, you know, on the TV at the at an Applebee's, and holy crap, what a terrible, terrible event. Like, I mean, they look like they're having fun. Don't get me wrong, but I mean that's not football. That's like two hand touch. Muzzle put flags on them and play flag football. I don't know. I just, uh, I was not a fan at all of watching, um, of watching the, you know, NHL all-star game. I think I turned the, uh, I think I turned the, uh, the skills competition off after like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. I just, it's unwatchable to me. Um, I will give Vegas credit though, for trying with that little, you know, create the best five, five card hand, with shooting, you know, I'll give them credit. It's, it's an attempt to do something different. I'll give them that. I think the best part of the whole thing personally for me was the Ziegler goal. That was unbelievable. Ziegler goal was out of this world. Uh, paying homage to the movie Dodgeball, coming out in the Average Joe's uniform, um, the blindfold clearly we all know he probably definitely saw through it, and then did a you know a unique type of Michigan goal, picks the pick the, the puck up, does the twirl, and then tucks it uh, tucks it in the in the net. So I don't even know who that goalie was, but he's just like a random goalie to get burned, you know, uh, in the All Star uh, Skills Competition. I Don't even think he was uh, really actually an NHL goaltender. So he was wearing the uh, GoPro on his helmet. Unbelievable goal from Zegers. Kid, so exciting to watch. Absolutely electric. Um, And obviously we all remember the makeshift Michigan from the pass he made to Milano over the net uh, against, of course, Buffalo. Uh, Still so young. Such an exciting player to watch. So just wish he was a Buffalo Saber. Oh God! And obviously, if Jack Eichel, you know, he's kind of on his way to playing sooner rather than later. I think if the, if the NHL players were allowed to go to Beijing, Jack Eichel would be playing right now, hundred percent. I don't think there's anything that could have kept him out of this. At least go there as an extra, and then maybe not play during the preliminary rounds, and then they have him for the medal rounds. Um, I could definitely have seen you know Team USA doing something like that. You know, I I don't and. You know, I would have wanted that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to see Owen Power and Devin Levi represent Canada in uh, the Olympics. But I, w- you know, this is the first time in years, you know, well over a decade, that, you know, obviously with the Olympics not being using professional athletes last time around either. But, like, the, you know, this is the deepest this team has been at center in a very, very long time. Your top two center would be Jack Eichel and Austin Matthews, two of the best centers in the entire world. I mean, come on. That would be been so exciting to watch. Pat Kane on one of their wings. Sign me up. Um, unfortunately, we don't get to see that. Hopefully, maybe in four years we will. Uh, who knows? Um, I do know they talked about bringing back the World Cup of Hockey. There's been rumblings about that uh, in the uh, discussions, maybe in the next CBA uh, in 2024. I've been an advocate for the World Cup of Hockey for a long time. For me, it's a no-brainer. It drives me insane that it's been as long as it has been since it's been, been talked about again. Cause it was so much fun the first time around team North America was an absolute, you know, electric show, uh, you know, or sorry, electric factory. Um, for me, it was, uh, it was fun to watch and I hope they do bring it back. It would just make sense to me. So, and obviously the NHL starts back up again this week. Uh, you know, we have Buffalo uh, playing. Looks like here are the Columbus Blue Jackets, Thursday, February 10th. Uh, they weren't playing that great of hockey coming into the All-Star break, dropping two of three. Only game winning was, uh, well, actually three of four, if you want to talk about that shit show that was uh, the Ottawa Senators. Losing 5-0, beating the Coyotes 3-1, and then losing to the Avalanche 4-1, and then the Vegas Golden Knights 5-2. Uh, they'll, again, they'll be back on action on Thursday, February 10th, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, I believe that it is a home game. I want to say it's a home game. And, uh, again, can it, the Montreal traveling. looks like they'll be traveling to Montreal Sunday, February 13th. So hopefully they can come in and get a couple wins there, you know, Get back into their winning ways, their winning ways. They never had a winning way this season. Um, Barrett, pretty dreadful to watch, almost unwatchable hockey, especially those games against Ottawa. Uh the Golden Knights and the Avalanche, just absolutely shit all over personally. It's just it was unwatchable hockey. But again, this is another edition of I'll hang up and listen. Uh, no really sabers news to report on right now. Um, but you know, just three words. Let's go, Buffalo, and you know, I will talk to you guys later. Hey, everybody, this is Dwayne from 2 Is one mike here to remind you that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So please make sure you subscribe. Hit the notification button so whenever we go live or drop an episode, you're the first ones to know. And, of course, can you give us a five-star review? Really appreciate it. Helps us get noticed in the world of hockey podcasting does go a long way and we really do appreciate it and we appreciate you for listening and while you're at it please make sure you check out any of the podcasts with trainwreck sports network and of course dean Blundell's podcasting network guys have a ton of great content, great podcasts, uh, for you to listen to no matter what, like your forte is, what sport it is, or just, you know, music, you know, I know they have a ton of different stuff on all of their platforms. So make sure you check that out and thank you for listening. And you guys have a great day. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the sound off podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast.